Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So for this week's episode, I am a little late on this one as it's been out a couple weeks now, but since I have AMC A-List, I decided to take a chance on it because, hey, why not? So here we go. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Jodie Comer, Taika Waititi, and Joe Keery. This is the 2021 Sean Levy directed Free Guy. Free Guy stars Ryan Reynolds as the character of Guy, who is a bank teller NPC in an open world video game who comes to the realization that there's got to be more to everything. He longs for love and things that he can't afford, which is funny because it's something that I think we've all been there done that. His character just feels like there's got to be more to the mundane life that he's living. Little does he know that he is this NPC and that's in his programming that he should just do the same scripted things over and over every day. I think we should get this out of the way early. I do like the concept of this, that an NPC gets to the self-realization that there's got to be more. He didn't really realize that he was actually in a game and that he wasn't an actual living, breathing human. It's something that reminds me of maybe a Black Mirror type of idea. For anyone who has seen episodes of Black Mirror or even the movie Wreck-It Ralph, they're going to have that deja vu of been there, done that type of feeling. But what the movie actually does is it somehow elevates the material. While this is a movie that you probably have seen a similar story along the way, but with the story that's presented, it's a case of what this movie actually does, it does well. Where Black Mirror probably hits hard because it's a bleak outlook on things, this movie had a very positive type of feel about it. As much as I do enjoy the doom and gloom of Black Mirror, there's something to be said about going to a movie and having a overall positive experience because the movie just kind of makes you feel good. Considering the cast here is pretty strong, such as having comedic actors and even a comedic director as an actor here, with Ryan Reynolds as the star, I think that was a wise decision. He's very likable in just about anything that he does. Of course, his big break was Deadpool. He's been kind of doing various little things until that point. Deadpool was his big make-or-break movie, and thankfully it made him. That's what I was getting at with the elevating the material. I think the cast here was one of the big things that made the movie enjoyable. We have actress Jodie Comer in more or less a dual role because she's playing herself as a lead programmer, as well as a character in the game who's trying to uncover the big mystery and evidence for her lawsuit against the mega game corporation that just pretty much dissolved her and Joe Keery's original game. Since the original concept for the game that's presented in the movie was almost a second life type of idea, where it would just be people going around doing various things that they do in their real life, but they're doing it in the game. I thought that was odd that it had a second life type of quality, considering I don't think second life is really around anymore. Maybe it is, I don't know. The game that their original one was turned into is almost a Grand Theft Auto-esque where you can do all kinds of crimes and violent heists and basically do whatever you want. Either way, I think the real world scenes are handled pretty well. 
Joe Curie and Jodie Comer definitely have a little bit of chemistry, so it does feel natural in the film. It definitely works. It also leads to an ending that is sort of semi-sad, I guess, but optimistic and positive at the same time. It's also incredibly sweet, so much so that you may even come down with a case of diabetes when you leave the theater. Throughout the movie, we also get real-life, real-world streamers that are well-known. There are a few things that I didn't care for in the movie, though, and that's basically the fact that it felt safe. It feels like a PG-13 film through and through. I have no doubt that Ryan Reynolds probably has outtakes and there's alternate takes of things where it's probably an R-rated affair, but with the feel of the movie, I don't think an R rating would have actually made the movie better. It might have actually hindered it because it may have made it feel more forced and artificial that, hey, it's rated R. It's just, it feels like a PG-13 film through and through. Nothing ever feels like there's stakes, if that makes sense. The other thing that didn't exactly work for me would be Taiko Atiti's character. It seemed forced to me. Um, that's where I'm getting at, that if the movie was rated R, it may have seemed forced with the vulgarity. I just feel like Taiko Waititi's character here, it just didn't work for me. I understand where they were going with it, it just kind of fell flat. As we all know, he is a very capable comedic actor. He was even able to make the character of Adolf Hitler humorous with the stupidity in his film Jojo Rabbit which is an excellent movie which I highly suggest you check out if you have not done so yet. But anyway, getting back to Free Guy, it was super entertaining. I really did like the questions that a lot of us may have wondered about, such as if we are in fact living in a simulation. I'm pretty sure we're not, but the movie does present that idea. If we are, what makes us want to break out of our mundane lives? The life that Guy is living really isn't much different than what we do in our day-to-day -day lives. If anything, the movie wants to say that there is a very fine line between what we would do in a game or something of that nature, that there's not a whole lot of difference between our actual real lives. The movie presents some existential types of questions that I'm sure we've all asked. It's hard not to be one of the people rooting for a guy at the end of the movie to be able to break out of his mundane life and save the day, more or less, where he was a simple piece of programming that somehow got free will. I think probably with a lot of the safe feeling of the movie, it's probably because of the director, Sean Levy. Quite a few different films throughout the years, he's also one of the producers on Stranger Things. Which again, Stranger Things would be a straight up PG-13 type of blockbuster entertainment if it was a film. Other things that he has directed throughout the years is the Steve Martin Pink Panther reboot. He also directed Night of the Museum Secret of the Tomb. And also the film The Internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. So the overall safe feeling about this film shouldn't be of any surprise. It's just that the film is so overwhelmingly positive with what they present here that it's almost impossible not to view it and enjoy it. If you haven't seen this one, I do recommend checking it out. I think you'll probably enjoy it. 
I can't see where it wouldn't be an enjoyable movie for really anybody unless you want something darker, which then I suggest you check out Black Mirror. But I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. I also have a web page, so if you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach out to me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. And if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to create new episodes as well as reach new listeners. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.